tomb in front of the cross, angels standing guard and saying to Mary, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you. Yes, I remember. And now let me tell you, I remember the first time I saw and heard the angel. It changed the course of my life. I was a teenager then and engaged to a handsome young man named Joseph. He was from the house of Jacob, and he was a carpenter and a, a hard worker. And he was so handsome, and we were planning to have this wonderful life together and doing everything according 
to the law and the custom. And that was until something unexpected happened. It was in the sixth month of the year, and I was alone in the house when suddenly an angel named Gabriel was before me. And he said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. I didn't have any idea what was going on, or I wasn't sure if I should be terrified or filled with awe. And then he said to me, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him, give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. I didn't know what to say to that. Can you imagine? I was in shock. But what came out, came out of my mouth was the only thing that I was really thinking. How can this be? I am but a virgin. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And then he went on to tell me about my favorite cousin, Elizabeth. She had been barren all this, these years. She was older than I. And the look on my face must have been one of astonishment. Because then the angel told me, for nothing will be impossible with God. What could I say? What could I say? But kneel, behold, kneel before angel, this angel Gabriel. Just kneel before him and say, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Be it done to me as you say. And then just as those words left my mouth, the angel was gone. I was alone in my thoughts, and I didn't know what to do. And as, as I pondered all these words that were spoken to me, my thoughts began to race through my head. Thoughts of how much incredible pain this was going to cause. Cause me and how my reputation was going to be destroyed. How my fiance, my fiance, oh. Was he going to understand? I knew my family would disown me. A pregnant teenager. Yet, because I was completely devoted to God, I was not going to give these fearful thoughts placed in my mind. And I said yes to carry out this promise. And now I had to go tell Joseph. I knew Joseph was a kind man with integrity and honor, and, but I never knew the extent of his kindness until I shared the news the angel had brought to me. Through a painful and awkward conversation, I fought off fear as I held my head down, and I quietly waited for his reply. He lifted my chin with his hand to look him right in the eyes. 
as his tears as tears filled his eyes and he said he didn't understand anything that was happening either but that he loved me and there was no way he was going to shame me but being a man of honor and not wanting to make me a public example his plan was to put me away secretly meaning later to divorce me but while he thought about these things an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Joseph woke up from this dream. And although he still didn't understand all that God was doing, he knew that God was at hand and that we were to be his servants. All this was done that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated, God with us. And soon we were married. And because we were waiting to consummate our marriage until after the birth of Jesus, I decided to go visit my cousin Elizabeth. I couldn't stop thinking about the wonderful news of her once being barren and now pregnant with child. So I made the journey to Judah and walked into her house and greeted Elizabeth. And the baby in her womb leapt. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Again, I, I didn't know what to say or what was happening. Again, remember, I'm just a teenager. But it was all too glorious for words. So I went outside and I lifted my hands up to the sky and I proclaimed, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked upon his humble servant, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him. And from generation to generation, he has shown the strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts, and he has brought down the mighty from their thrones. And exalted those of a humble state. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. And he has helped, has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. I stayed with Elizabeth about three months before traveling back to be with Joseph. And although I was grateful for my time with her, I did miss my husband. And I couldn't wait. I was excited to start our family together.
And as God orchestrated all these details to be fulfilled through the prophecies of old, it would come in my ninth month of pregnancy that we were to travel to Bethlehem. For you see, a decree had gone out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. So we traveled. We were required to go back to our town. And so Joseph and I, very pregnant at this time, traveled by donkey through Galilee, Nazareth, and Judea to the city of David, which is also called Bethlehem. It was no surprise after all those months on a donkey that it came about time for me to give birth. And because of the census, there weren't any rooms available. You see, the cities were filled at that time. And Joseph, in desperation, asked one of the innkeepers for a place that we could have a roof over our head. He pointed out back and said, we were welcome to stay in the stable with the animals. And my pains were so severe, I was happy to have any place. I could hardly breathe, and I knew the long-awaited time had come for me to give birth. And so we accepted this humble place, and I looked around, and I saw it's really everything we needed. I was so grateful for a place to rest and labor, and even if it smelled like animals and hay, For a few hours, we rocked together. We sang and we cried until the final push. And with that last push, the cry of the Savior was let out into all the world. My baby, the Savior of the world, the Lord of all creation, who would one day rule the nations, who is heaven's perfect lamb that I was holding in my arms, the great I am, And that when I kissed my little baby, I was kissing the face of God. How could that be? Joseph quickly swaddled him with some cloth that we had brought and placed him in my arms. My first son. He gazed at me with wide eyes, taking it all in. I held him close. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried. How could it be that this was my baby? How could God have found such favor in me that I was chosen to carry the long-awaited Messiah? I had so many questions in my heart about what it would be like to raise such a child. But I quieted my mind, and instead I just took it all in. He was perfect. Joseph, the babe, and I, we sat in silence. 
in the silence of the night. We were exhausted and we made a bed out of hay in the manger for Jesus and had just laid him down in it when we heard some loud and eager whispering outside and soon after came a knock and Joseph went to open the stable door and to our astonishment there were shepherds. They seemed to look right past Joseph and fixed her eyes on the manger in the baby, Jesus. Their faces lit up and asked if they could come in and worship our newborn baby. We were in awe. We welcomed them in. And as we were all huddled around the manger, they told us that an angel had appeared to them that night. He appeared in the sky as they were tending their flock and told them, Fear not, for behold... I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. As soon as he had finished saying this, a whole host of angels appeared and proclaimed, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. As you can imagine, I marveled. As they told us a story, and we sat pondering, I sat pondering in my heart, wondering, dreaming, giving thanks. My child, the Christ. As was custom on the eighth day, we took our sweet baby boy to the mole, to perform the covenant of circumcision. After the circumcision took place, we took... After the circumcision came the part that I had waited and waited and waited for nine months for. The mole took a glass of wine and he held it up and announced our son Hebrew's name to the world for the first time. He said with confidence, his name shall be called Jesus. 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 There was something about that name. I had been thinking about it since the angel first told me nine months prior. Jesus. My son's name is Jesus. He put a drop of wine in Jesus' mouth. And Joseph and I... Each drank some from the cup, and the ceremony was over, and the celebration began. 33 days after Jesus was born, we went to the temple to present our offering of two turtle doves as a time of purification had come. And there was a man there named Simeon. We later learned he had been told that he would not die until he saw the Christ. And when we walked in, his face lit up. And he gently took Jesus from my arms and said, Lord, now, are you, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples 
a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Joseph and I locked eyes and marveled at what he was saying. Our child? All of this? And just then, Simeon took my hand and looked me in the eyes and said, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. I stood there stunned, unable to speak. What could all this mean? I remembered what the angel had told Joseph in the dream, the very beginning, that she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will save their people from their sins. I had no idea what was ahead. But I treasured these things in my heart knowing that one day it would make perfect sense. While we remained in Bethlehem, we were sitting by the fire finishing our meal and we heard someone at the door and I went and I opened it and to my astonishment were three magi I had heard about these foreigners but I had never met any and they said where is he who has been born king of the Jews for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him they had come from the east and saw the star over our dwelling and I looked out and they were right it was the brightest star I had ever seen and I welcomed them in and as soon as they saw where Jesus was lying they fell down on their faces and they began to worship him and they opened these beautiful wooden boxes covered with jewels and they presented our infant son with gold and frankincense and myrrh and like so many things I didn't understand but I knew that God had sent them to honor him and to provide for our journey ahead
Mary kneels before us this Christmas. This first Christmas, not as a woman producing, performing, or perfecting, but simply bending before a God who is all-powerful. All-powerful to dispatch angels. He enfolds himself in embryonic cells, choreographs the paths of the stars, a God who quietly beckons man, every man, every woman, to simply come and bend and make space to receive. This is the chronology of grace, the chronology of Christmas. Before we're called to give, we're called to receive. 
This can be the hardest. We struggle to receive. Sometimes we're better givers than getters. Grace for me? I don't have anything to bring. I don't have anything to make. I can't produce anything or perform anything. What if somebody sees how empty I am? How am I not enough? How are my gifts? How my gifts are not enough? How giving all I've got is never enough. How there are empty places in me, gaping places in me, all hollow, starving places. Mary nods to you in the last days of Advent. Only one thing is necessary. To be a place, to be a space for love to come. You simply have to receive love. Let yourself be loved. Will you let me fill all your emptiness with love? Receive my love. Receive my grace. It is for you. Don't let this be the gift you refuse. The grace is for you. Your greatest gift is not your gifts, but your surrender to be a space, a womb for God to dwell. Amen.
No!
first again the very first Yeah. 